Welcome to Strings Attached, the latest podcast on the Pointcast Network. Strings Attached is a new podcast that focuses on demystifying topics that have been labeled taboo and complex. This show connects us to hard truths, and sometimes these truths challenge opinions that we have, asking us to question why we believe the things we do. I encourage listeners to remain open-minded and welcome introspection as a path towards liberation and aligned action. Remember, the ability to change is available to us all. For our previous shows and the next few, we will be continuing to cover a topic that some have either deeply misunderstood or have a limited knowledge on. Manhood, and hear me out, I think is something where we all have our own distinct ideas about it, and that's what I want to get to the heart of. I want to add two caveats to that. Firstly, there's enough Andrew Tate-styled two bros in a microphone podcast out there. This, this is not going to be that. Secondly, I don't want any of my guests to be interpreted as monoliths for their demographics or anything. We are aiming for diversity. But each guest is on here as an individual. They speak for themselves and their own personal experiences. That being said, each show will build upon the other, and it is our intention to both get a diverse interpretation of manhood and have listeners walk away thinking and asking themselves about their preconceived notions, ideas, and beliefs surrounding it. I'm Nick Homburg. I'm a he-him, and I'm be sitting in for Sasha Estrella-Jones. And with me on today's show is Tiffany. Welcome to the show. Yep. Thanks for having me. Um, so real quick, Tiffany, I want to just give the audience a chance to kind of get to know you. Is there anything you want to say about yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, um, my name is Tiffany. I use she, they pronouns. Um, I went to college initially for electrical engineering, and then I ended up graduating with a uh, women's gender sexuality studies degree and yeah currently i'm just doing like you know customer service and healthcare type of stuff you know just trying to take it day by day if you don't mind me what what generation are you from are you like a millennial or um gen x or i'm kind of like in that weird spot where you know like because i'm 20 i was born in 97 so i'm kind of like in that weird area you know yeah, I was born in 95, so I'm right there with that weird spot. Right. Like the cusp, isn't it 95 to 99? I think, yeah, that's kind of where people still debate where the line kind of gets cut off. So it's kind of like that weird area. Um, so what, what do they call it? Zillennial? I hate that. <laughs> I hate that name. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I want to start with sort of defining manhood and kind of go from there. Um, how do you define manhood well how i how i currently define it i really define manhood as you know really kind of like anybody who identifies with you know the label of like a man or you know just identifies with that in general mm -hmm. um i really just think manhood is just you know quite similar to womanhood in the sense that it's you just growing up as you learning how to take care of yourself, how to like meet your obligations. Um, it's learning how, like, if you have a family, how to become, you know, in the case of manhood, how to become like a dad or a parent, you know, how to take care of just your obligations in general. And I think the difference between manhood and womanhood is, it tends to be just the ways in which that growth happens sometimes for people and just, I guess like the, you know, like the different little trials that people will have sometimes may be different. Um, but I think both of them are quite similar. And it's just, I guess you learn as you growing up and reaching a point where, you know, you can take care of your obligations, you know, you're able to be there, you're able to stand by your word, that type of stuff. I, I could definitely see that. Um, I, I tried to look it up and most, most 
uh, definitions. I have a very similar one to yours, but most of them are sort of just like manhood, masculinity. It's all kind of the same thing. But like, I know for me, I don't think of manhood and masculinity as the same thing. Mm -hmm. Masculinity for me is more like a set of behaviors that belong to any gender. You can just be masculine mm -hmm. no matter what you identify as. Whereas I think manhood, right. like you initially said, is more specific to people who identify as, as a man. Yeah. And I think with masculinity, I think people have to remember too, is like everybody has both the masculine and feminine in them. You know, everybody has both of those. And I think with masculinity, because it's typically associated with people who are, you know, viewed or, you know, labeled to be men, um, people tend to forget that, you know, masculinity really belongs to all genders, not just men. Because masculinity, when it's embodied by different genders, can, can, it can, the experience can look different, you know? So I think that, you know, when it comes to, like, people associating masculinity with manhood, I'm like, yes, for a lot of people they lean more into masculinity as they get older, but that's not necessarily like, that doesn't have to be like, you know, a defining characteristic of manhood. I agree with that. I agree because with that. you can be masculine and still not embody the characteristics of what it means to be a man, you know, in terms of taking care of your obligations, being there for your family, that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. Um, I have a follow-up question then. Um, how, were you socialized to understand like manhood, whether through like a culture or family or like movies or anything like that? Well, for me, so I went to Catholic school up until I got to the ninth grade. Mm. And so that plus having a Baptist family, there were like some of the characteristics I mentioned were considered part of manhood, but then a lot of the other parts were kind of like the toxic, you know, like the toxic masculine aspects where it was just like, you have, you know, you can't really cry or you can't play with dolls or you can't play with cooking sets. And, you know, you, you have to walk and talk a certain way and all of this stuff. And I think that's kind of how, like, and I believe that's like a, a thing that happens because once again, like, I know for me, my parents were taught that and their parents were taught that. And so it's something that I think, especially with the more recent generations, we're trying to break that because we understand that just because people have associated these toxic things with manhood, which are can also be associated with womanhood or, you know, just any other gender as well. But it's just the fact that just because they have been associated with manhood doesn't mean they have to continue to be associated with manhood. And I think that's where a lot of the pushback is coming is that, you know, it's just basically people have to be willing to embrace that change and embrace the better understanding that we have of just gender and people as a whole. Uh, I think unsurprisingly, the, the, those toxic aspects you mentioned, those more like what I think people sort of default to when they think of manhood is, is very, it, it stems from that like post-World War II America booming economy kind of era. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think back then it was like, have a wife, have kids, work a nine to five, support them, don't complain, don't show any emotions, discipline your kids. How do you how do you feel that like society's expectations of that have been changing or have changed? So I think that society changing, just changing the, the way that, you know, the concept of a family is viewed. Right. Because I think it, you know, I think in a lot of ways, especially because of like, you know, just how society can be and with the different barriers it places on different groups. I think the concept of what a family 
you know, a family's supposed to be a husband, a wife, and maybe two or three kids or something like that. You know, I think that's something that a lot of us are really trying to undo because a family is, you know, a family can be, you know, two women, two men, you know, gen- pe- people who are gender diverse. You know, it doesn't even have to be like blood related. You know, we're really leaning back into what I think were kind of traditional family values before, you know, different things happened and, you know, different concepts got pushed on us and stuff. Um, where it's just like, you know, family is simply the people that you can call on and lean on, you know, family is community in that type of aspect. So, yeah, I just really think that the fact that people are getting a better understanding, you know, and I'm not saying it doesn't come and go in waves because, you know, things tend to do that. But the fact that more people are having access to the information and they are learning more about different types of families, I think as a, as a whole, that you know, is a good thing. Do you think that that like idea of that, of that 1950s manhood is even possible when it intersects with today's like economy, politics, uh, information of how different families work, that sort of stuff? If for instance, you know, if let's say we'll just say a man, you know, a cis man and a cisgender woman. So if they, you know, if that's the type of, you know, lifestyle they want to live, you know, whereas like the husband goes to work, wife stays home, takes care of the kids in the house. As long as, you know, it is not, you know, as long as it's not embodying and like, like repeating those toxic things that we saw with a lot of those relationships in the 1950s, where a lot of those women weren't feeling satisfied Mm -hmm. because their whole identity was reduced to being a housewife and a mom. I think, yeah, it could be compatible because that's just one way of, you know, a family existing. You know, you could have another situation where the wife is the one that goes out, makes the money and the husband stays home. Right. So I think it could it could be compatible, but once again, we will really have to just make sure that those those really toxic traits that were pushed back then are not being you know repeated now you know in those types of relationships. I I fully agree with that. I also want to add on this this little thing that I keep saying it like, is it even possible? Like I want it to be. I don't want it to be because of those all those toxic things that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and in even in that I don't actually think it's possible. Is it possible for a man to go to work and his, or a cis man to go to work and his wife to stay home and take care of the kids? Sure, absolutely. But I think in that aspect, they either A, have to come from money to be able to afford that, or B, they're going to fall into those traditionalist issues where uh, there's a bunch of toxic problems. I think, like, is it physically possible? Yes. But I don't know if it's going to be healthy for either party involved because um for instance the first person uh the first show i talked to my buddy ted who's becoming a doctor he mm-hmm. talked about how stressful it is to um for him to like he he self-imposes that 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 manhood is tr- intrinsic to money in the economy that we have that that sort of idea of like only one person mm-hmm. being a breadwinner is both toxic to whoever it is, unless they're making a ton of money, or is a level of stress that hurts someone on an identity level, which is a, a part of that toxic stuff that you talked about. I don't think it's, right. I think it's, I think it's messed up. Let me just, <laughs> I think it's messed up. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes from that stress of having to not complain and not do this or that. With that being said, I want to jump down to this little game show I came up with called Agree or Disagree. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it'll be fun. And how it works is I'll say a scenario and you tell me if you agree or disagree. 
Um, here's a little example for it. The name of this portion, agree or disagree, is a creative name. Agree or disagree? <laughs> I'll say agree. Uh, the name of this portion is apt. Disagree. Disagree? Okay. <laughs> um, so basically how it works is they're split into sections. They all have a bit of a theme. Um, and we can talk about any qualifiers or discrepancy afterwards. Um, okay. so let me know when you're ready. Ready. All right. <sighs> okay. So I'm, I did section one, two, and two. So this is going to be section three. Um, and it starts, persistence is key when it comes to dating. Agree or disagree? Ooh, I'll say, I'll say agree. I'll say agree. Okay. Um, persistence is all well and good, but respecting boundaries is important too. Yes. Agree? Okay. Yes, I uh, definitely agree. Definitely. I, was, I was hoping there was going to be a follow-up. I'm like, please. <laughs> nope, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, persistence is not key when it comes to dating and is a key factor in the perception that men are a threat to others. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> hmm. uh, I will say, I'm going to say I'm going to say disagree. I'm hoping there's a follow-up so I can, that elaborates on that. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it after the section. So okay. I'll put a little asterisk by that so I, so I know to come back to it. Uh, there we go. Okay. Next question. Men should be the leader of the house or the head of the house, I guess. Disagree. Also disagree. Um, men don't need to be the head of the household. It's okay to be co-heads with your partner. Uh, yeah, agree. Okay. Uh, there doesn't need to be a household hierarchy. Disagree. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle on that one, too. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> men should always make more money than their partner. Disagree. Disagree. Uh, it's okay for men to make an equal amount of money as their partner. Agree. Uh, my or my partner's gender should be irrelevant when it comes to making money. Agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. agree on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>, agree. <laughs> Gender should be irrelevant to how much someone makes in general. Agree. Money is a source of pride and should be for all men. I'll say disagree. Uh, I make money to live comfortably, but it's still a source of pride. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say agree. Okay. <laughs> and the last one's my favorite. I make money. Ew. If we didn't, I gotta say disagree because you know, you know, you, you know how it is out here right now. That's true. That's true. I guess that won't be better. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I put an asterisk by persistence is not key when it comes to dating and is a key factor in perception that men are threats to others. What's your thoughts on that? I think it just, I think that's kind of a thing when it depends, right? Like persistence as in, you know, if, like, I think that can be situational because you do want to have like when you're in a relationship with someone, you do want to have like a level of persistence, right? Like if something goes wrong, you're willing to try to stick it out and you're willing to, you know, try to fix the situation or work it out. Because I think not having any type of persistence in a relationship on either side, um, I think that just leads to people just ending up cutting the relationship off once, you know, things get to a boiling point. However, I do think at the same time, you know, when it comes to like people who are trying to get into relationships, right? You know, when people and people have told them like, hey, I'm not interested. I think in that instance, yeah, persistence is not 
you know, necessarily a good thing because this person has said they're not interested and you're still trying to, you know, be with them. And then that, that tends to lead to a lot of, you know, things happening that don't need to happen. So I think for that, you know, I think persistence, like any other, you know, type of action or characteristic, I think it really is situational. You know, I think it depends on the situation as to whether or not it can be truly considered a good or a bad, you know, a positive or a negative thing. Um, but I think with certain types of persistence, it definitely can contribute to um, the way in which people view, you know, folks who are considered men. I, I like kind of like the second one that persistence is all well and good, but respecting boundaries is important too. Right. That's kind of where I fall on that one. So that's pretty much the show. Is there anything you'd like to express before we sign off? I would just personally like to express that, you know, these last few years have been quite hard for everybody. So, you know, just try to be patient with each other, but also, you know, be there for each other because it's been a lot these last couple of years and it has hit most people in one way or another. So I fully agree with that. It's rough out here. And I think, yeah, cause money can come and go anytime. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, I mean, it's okay to be happy and have a little pride. Like, yeah, I'm, you know, making enough money so I can support myself and do what I need to do. But once it gets to, you know, you don't want to build your whole identity off of money because that can that can go away in the instant. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for being on here with me. And thank you to our listeners for your participation. We want to encourage listeners to continue this discussion through our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast has been brought to you by Pointcast News and Eliac Productions, a studio for podcasters, musicians, and anyone who has anything to say. To listen to any of our podcasts, visit our website at pointcast.news or visit us at Apple Podcasts and join us next time. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and take care.